Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big fight preview. Saul Canelo Alvarez takes on John the Gorilla Ryder. I'm going to tell you how Canelo Alvarez wins this fight. Can John Ryder beat Canelo Alvarez? We'll talk about it. I'll let you know how he may be able to do it. May 6, 2023, all the way in Guadalajara, Saul Canelo Alvarez returns in his hometown. This time he's going to be facing John the Gorilla Ryder, and this is going to be a zone pay-per-view you can enjoy all the action on the zone. But right now, we're going to break it down. Canelo Alvarez returning after what we've mentioned a couple of days ago. Lackluster outing against Gennady Golovkin and a loss. Bivol, not the best way to close 2022. But he expects to open 2023 with a bang, with a win in his hometown. This is the first time he fights there in over 12 years. So this is an important bout for Canelo. This is the time for him to prove that he is indeed the owner of 168 division. And let's not forget, this is for all the marbles. He's putting all his hardware on the line. So let's start with who is John Ryder? A lot of people don't even know who John Ryder is. I'll tell you what, I've, I've, I've worked uh, in England a lot, especially earlier in my career. And I've see, had seen Ryder even on the come up. And he was always known as sort of a guy, sort of like an enigma, you know, a really talented guy who showed flashes of maybe uh, a very bright future, then he'd randomly go get beat by somebody he had no business getting beat by, you know? And it was like, you, you could see the talent, but it was like, hmm, I wonder if this guy's ever going to get over the, over, the, over the hill, so to speak. You know, he's going to get over the... The hump. You know, the hump. Exactly. Thanks. I was looking for that word. <laughs> over the hump. Over the hill is when you're old. Over the hump is when you're trying to get, get to a new level. But, you know, you always saw he had the potential, but you just, you, you, you saw him just coming up short or he just, you know, you look great like, oh, this guy's going to be somebody. And then all of a sudden you go get beat by a guy you never heard of, you know? So, so it was very difficult. And then all of a sudden the Callum Smith fight happened where, you know, he didn't get the decision, but suddenly you saw some of that potential on a, on a higher stage and you're saying, okay, now you, now, you know, it was no fluke. What I saw in this guy early on, it's there. It just has to be there more consistently. Yeah, I think recently it has been. I mean, he he, he had the the like I said, Callum Smith loss, which was mm-hmm. really let the world know that he was yeah, a capable, that put him on the map. Very cap- by losing, fighter. he actually won a very ride. capable fighter, exactly. very skilled. Exactly what, what Paulie had noticed when when he had seen him over there. But then he goes on to beat the likes of Danny Jacobs mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in an upset. Then he gets a fight with Zach Parker, who he was not expected to win, and and he, and he does. Granted, he won it on a, on a hand injury, whatever. He gets the win, moves on. Now we're in a fight with Ken Alvarez. So I, I think in recent years, he's kind of gotten over that hump, like you said, Paulie. And he's he's shown himself to be a very, not only a capable fighter, but able to win those fights that he needs to win in order to move on. And, I mean, there's no bit better moving on than fighting with Ken Alvarez. Uh, well, 
a lot of people are actually holding on in the line with a ticket on hand for that opportunity to be Canelo. Exactly. And there goes, we, we talked the about this. The golden ticket to ride the money train. That's what Canelo And we've really. talked about this ad nauseum. Is Canelo still the face of boxing? Yes, because he's the most expensive guy to fight. Exactly. Well, <laughs> actually, he's the most profitable, most profitable for those exactly. who actually... Yeah, much better way to yes. Yeah, so I, 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 I think he is too. You know, just because you're the you're the, the face of boxing doesn't mean you're the best in boxing. You know, sometimes people don't think those two things are, 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 Usually are mutually. <laughs> sometimes you know, a lot of fans want to make those two things mutually exclusive, but they're not. You can be the most, you know, the most recognizable person in boxing and not necessarily always be the best. You know, you can be among the most famous in boxing and not be the best. Arturo Gatti was definitely not among the best, but he's certainly good enough to get the recognition very and exciting popular. enough to become very popular. And honestly, people look like the WWE model. You know, these guys get beat and win every week and every, well, I know it's staged, but nonetheless, you know, you build up a brand and a recognition is what I'm I saying. Like that. You get there, you know? Or, and, or and, how about the UFC, which is actual real fighters. A lot of those guys well, the UFC don't time. get me started because they got their biggest star hasn't won a fight in six years. They so got, I, know, I, I, I have to wind them up. I, 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 I got to go. Unfortunately, those aren't staged, so it's, okay. uh, it's unfortunate. There. I got to reel with, you back. We've talked about Canelo, like you just mentioned, being the one guy that has the golden ticket yada yada we've also criticized Canelo for taking fights with the likes of for example Yildirim people that were not up to par but they were mandatory so is John Ryder can we actually say uh, is he of that level D does John Ryder how did he no, get well, this fight okay well just like I said he beat those guys that, that really he wasn't supposed to beat I mean Zach Parker he was probably coming into that fight as the underdog uh -huh. Danny Jacobs he was, he was going in as the underdog he wins those fights and, and, and now you're here and Danny Jacobs fought Canelo couple years ago yes and trying to compare him to yielder him no, no way. way no way this guy deserves to be here Which he deserves is, a shot and i love and I'm that happy he got it and i love that we're bringing this to the table because a lot of people out there that do not recognize mm -hmm. somebody of the level of of john Ryder, they're saying oh he's just another one of the mill that they're just picking out of some sack and nobody knows there's levels to this and then there's levels not taking anything away from anybody that gets into well, the ring, think, but not, not even close. I think also he's a guy who's coming into his own at the right time. You know, like Chris said, you know, he, you know, he, he's now starting to get those rec those recognizable wins, those recognizable results that you know that I had seen earlier in his career that I thought this guy could be capable of. Sometimes you you have a shorter prime and then people don't see it and then mm -hmm. and then you kind of fade out. I, I think Yildrum was one of those guys. I saw Yildrum earlier in his career. He was, he was running, gone. mowing was through people. Solid. By the time he got to Canelo, he looked like a guy they just picked up. Off the street, you know what I mean? So, but because that kind of style, it wears you out to fight that kind of style all the and time. And when you have but, but with Ryder, but with Ryder, he's a crafty guy. He's not just a guy who's just gonna go at you. He likes to be there he likes to be in the mix they call him the gorilla you know he likes For to be in the mix but he's very crafty in there he's not he's there's a lot of technique to what he does and so he, I, in, in some ways he's got that intelligence now can he handle the pressure of a canelo fight that's that's another story i and, don't know and not only the pressure of a canelo fight let's put things in perspective this is going to take place at estadio akron in guadalajara that's canelo's hometown sold out to the rim over fifty thousand people would be on hand to watch this fight Again, one thing is to fight at an arena, maybe even um, uh, at Mandalay Bay, T-Mobile Arena. But when you're fighting in somebody else's hometown, hometown, fifty thousand people already. And this, is, and this is in Mexico. Like, yes. this is like this he is might not, as well be fighting yeah, in, on Canelo's couch. Yeah, like this, <laughs> and then like I don't know. First of all, I don't know that you can get a decision there, even if you do. Yeah. Uh, got, uh, in, in the event that you the lights, pull it off. the lights, the lights. But light. I don't, I don't know that you. You got to worry about that if you. 
if you do too good, this ring doesn't get stormed. I'm telling you, they're they're they're, they're, they're rowdy over there. You know what I mean? Even in Texas, the, the you know they, what what I was told about Chavez and Whitaker. Whitaker could not get that decision. That's why it had to be a draw because they, you know they, there was a threat that the judges wouldn't have got out of yeah. wouldn't have got out of the arena. Greg Haugen and Chavez. So I think Claudia, you were there. Yeah, for that I was fight. there. Claudia, hundred and officially Haugen is not. You're not fighting people. But unofficially, you're, it was you're over not, 125. You're not fighting just, you know, you're not fighting just the guy in the ring who was who is a world beater in himself. You're also fighting the the situation that if you maybe hit this guy too much, you gotta, you might get attacked by everyone. So you, it's gonna, I'm sure it's gonna play on your mind. I remember back in the day, I used to spot with Junior Jones way back in the '90s when I was a teenager, and he was getting ready to fight Eric Morales in, in Tijuana. He went to no. Tijuana. He went to Tijuana, <laughs> and he had a he, he, he got a de decent start to the fight. And but Junior, by that point in his career, especially, he didn't have a great chin. He got hit, clocked in the fourth round. He got he got you know got got up, got finished off, and that was it. And I was like, how was it over there, man? When he got back, he's like, they were filling up beer bottles with urine yes, after and they drank they them it. and throwing them at you. Oh, I was like, God. I was like, dude. After the fight, he goes, yeah, on my way back to the locker room. I said. What would have happened if you won? They do that if you lost. What would have happened if you won? Well, so, so I I don't want to make him. I don't want to give the fight in Mexico a bad name, you just, but you just you're scared, fighting. You're, scared, you're, you're, you're <laughs> fighting. Stop, stop, you're stop. fighting not just the superstar. You're also fighting in a very very difficult and, uh, environment. And in a huge arena. Remember, this you gotta is the be house mentally, of the you, you, Yeah, you gotta be mentally in a different. Place. And you I'm got to you, put your mind in a different place that it's never been before. Well, you got to be and, capable of doing that. Exactly. And we've talked about the intimidation when you walk and, and walk into Madison Square Garden, the mecca of boxing. There's levels to that. I mean, not just anybody can walk in with a winning mentality. Even Anthony Joshua was overwhelmed. And this is a man that packed O2 Arena. Mm -hmm. So let's mm -hmm. again. Wembley Stadium. Exactly, Wembley. So I want to say that. There's a reason why we call him the gorilla. There's a reason why he is where he's at. He deserves this opportunity. The lights. The lights, the attention, because everybody's going to that fight from the U.S., from England. And we know the U.K. fans, they're just as rowdy. Mm -hmm. And they're going to come and support John Ryder. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Does John Ryder have the kind of support in England? Because he's always underachieved a little bit. And has he been able to gain that big fan support in England that will come across. You know, he, he's not a Hatton. He's not an AJ. He, you know, England English fans, they like to travel, but has has Ryder been able to endear himself with uh, becoming a big fighter, having the big fighter reputation to where England has now clamped onto him as, as a representative of themselves? That's where I don't know. How many of them will actually travel? And also, the Brits will travel. And how many of how many times have the British fans got in smoked by Canelo Alvarez. They make these these, these huge yeah. trips. They come across, they come to the States, and then Canelo beats their guy from pillar to post yeah. for 12 rounds. So, he, so to, Mexico, to your point, it's like, are you going to come? Are you going to come all the way there? But, but, even in Mexico, Ryan Rhodes um, also you know, went to Mexico and, and, and lost to Canelo Alvarez. I you know, went to distance with him, but lost back then. So it's been a, a, a few... So I don't know. I, I, I'm curious to see if they'll actually come over. If there's an opportunity, this would be it because Canelo's coming back after not the best outing against Gennady Golovkin. That's the opinion of many. And he's also coming back from a surgery of his wrist. So if there's a time, this is it. We're going to go for a short break. When we come back, these two great gentlemen are going to tell me exactly what each fighter needs to do to take that win in May 6th. At the Akron Stadium, La Casa de las Chivas. We'll be right back with more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. May 6th, the highly anticipated return of Canelo Alvarez fights in Guadalajara, Jalisco, Mexico versus Englishman John Ryder. I'm going to be playing Canelo Alvarez, showing you the keys to victory, what he needs to do in order to be victorious on his return against John Ryder. Canelo has fought several southpaws as of recent years and pretty much uses the same game plan, the same tools, the same weapons. I suspect he's going to do the same thing against Ryder, who is also a southpaw. A lot of times what, what Canelo will do is he will use his physical body pressure to maneuver his, his opponent around the ring. Once he gets them anywhere near the ropes, he usually goes to a triple jab and then a looping wide, wide right hook, which if you're fighting a southpaw, that's the square side to the body. So the right hook is going to be open there. So as Canelo gets Ryder close to the ropes using that body pressure, look for him to do a double, triple jab, and then change levels before he throws a big looping right-hand shot. Saw that against Billy Joe Saunders quite a bit from round one all the way through the fight. I believe he'll utilize that weapon once again in order to crack John Ryder. John Ryder has to make sure he doesn't let Canelo's jab push him back that way. On the initial jab, Ryder has to dip. If Canelo gets Ryder going backwards on the initial jab, he will fire off those last couple of jabs and then finish it off with that big right hand that Chris was just, just discussing. You've got to kill this at the root. And killing it at the root means don't take that initial, don't start giving your momentum going backwards on that first jab. Dip and you give yourself other options defensively. Because when, when, when you give yourself that option defensively on the dip, you can shoot right back as well and you can almost stop Canelo's momentum. So off that initial jab, you can start automatically firing back to Canelo's body or even to Canelo's head. Just, it's a tit for tat, but you don't want to give Canelo that momentum because if he gets that momentum coming forward, he will set you up for that combination. For the May 6th Canelo versus John Ryder matchup, John Ryder has to keep Canelo off balance with his natural rhythm. Ryder has a pretty good rhythm, changing levels a lot, um, and I think that's going to be the key. Change levels and punch off that different level and use that body attack. They call him the gorilla for a reason. He's going to need some of that. And I think body frame wise, both guys have short stocky frames. This could be a situation where they're both in close. It could be some headbutting due to lefty versus righty matchup, especially at, at close range and with that body to body contact that Ryder may be trying to initiate for various reasons. One is to try to rough Canelo up. Two is also to, you know, take away the power of Canelo when you smother the power. Let's have a look at the way Ryder can can uh, uh, smother Canelo and also rough up Canelo a little bit, working his way inside deceptively. Because if he doesn't work his way inside deceptively, he can be countered by Canelo's big shots. So Ryder, a lot of times, likes to use that feint and then drop, dip over to his own left. But as he's dipping over to his own left, he likes to take that hard step forward. If guys don't step back, now he's reached, he's reached his, his, his level where he wants to be, his distance where he wants to be, which is in close. Off that, he can shoot. He, like, he can come up and bump the opponent off, maybe even with a little bit of a headbutt to work to his favor. But off of that, he shoots his combination. At this point right here, you got Canelo be going backwards, but now Ryder has closed in the gap a little bit. He can shoot up and then he can bump up here. You know what I mean? Now, when you come bumping up here, you can, shoot, you, you, you can use that shoulder, you can use that headbutt, 
and then you can fly off with the combinations, which Ryder does do at that point. Canelo may be firing back there as well, but again, you're kind of smothering Canelo in that moment while also roughing him up. Could get a little bit tit for tat in those moments, especially that this is lefty versus righty as John Ryder is southpaw. Now, what Canelo needs to do in order to counter those onrushing low, low positions of John Ryder is to use the uppercut. It's one of his favorite punches. Against the southpaw, he's an excellent right hand. He mixes it up well. He throws that right hook that we talked about earlier, and he has a beautiful right uppercut, actually the same punch that, that fractured the orbital of, of Billy Joe Saunders. What he has to not do is fall in love with his own defense and allow John Ryder to work. Canelo has a tendency to drop that lead arm and start to roll and slip and slide. And he has excellent, excellent upper, upper body movement and head rhythm, but he doesn't want to let John Ryder get that work done. So I suggest that he fires that uppercut immediately from the inside when John Ryder tries to close that distance. So as John comes up, Canelo has a very good slip and shoot off that right hand that he likes to slip inside, inside that lead jab and then come up with that right up, uppercut. So as soon as Ryder goes to close that, that critical distance gap, look for Canelo to slip inside and come back with the right uppercut and then step back to keep, keep that range. Max, if Ryder is even standing up, if he takes one of those, we don't know if Ryder's going to be standing up. Make sure Ryder keeps that catcher's mitt in front of his face on that dip because you don't want to take that uppercut from Canelo. John, send a check over to Paulie Malinaggio. <laughs> May 6th, all the way from Estadio Akron, La Casa de las Chivas, we have the undisputed super middleweight champion of the world fighting 12 rounds against John Ryder. This is one fight that we're all waiting. We're going to be able to watch and enjoy great boxing on the zone. But a lot of people are waiting for another fight for Canelo. Even though this is totally sold out, over 50,000 people would be at Estadio Akron or will be at Estadio Akron. Um, a lot of fans were waiting for Canelo to choose another opponent. A lot of people wanted Canelo to be facing David Benavides. This is a fight that a lot of fans and non-fans are expecting to happen because that belt is expected to be defended and David Benavides just had a great outing. Uh, what, why, what is holding this fight? What, why can't we get this fight done? Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, a lot of people want a lot of things. A lot of people don't understand how the sport works. Exactly. And Canelo Alvarez is coming off of a pretty serious hand injury and surgery. So he's not going to come right back and fight a guy like David Benavides. Also, it needs to be built up. David Benavides just had a big win. He just fought last last week, week. two weeks ago. You know, so it's less than a month out between you know, for the Canelo fight. So time-wise, that fight made no sense. And it's good to have Canelo have come back with that hand injury, get a win against a solid guy, which John Ryder certainly is, if he does get the win. Because John Ryder, as we'll talk about later, is, is a very capable guy. Um, so get that win, get back to winning ways, and then they look for that big fight in the future if that fight is to happen, which I think it actually is. I mean, I want the fight to happen, and there have been opportunities for it in the past for whatever reason it wasn't happening, but now I think Benavides coming off of the Caleb Plant win, I think the fight makes a lot of sense. I've heard Canelo say that the fight could make sense, so... So much for not fighting any Mexicans, but that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, no, I think um, I think we'll see the fight too. You know, I, I think uh, Benavidez getting a good win against Caleb Plant, but showing just enough flaws, I think will make Canelo a little bit more comfortable. I don't think Canelo was comfortable talking about Benavidez or, or discussing Benavidez. And every time, anytime you see him kind of downplay some of these opponents in, in ways that when people ask about them, you know, you can see that he's a little bit worried about them. He used to do this about Andre when Andre was in his prime. And um, he tried to also play it off about Benavidez for a little while. But I think now, 
Um, well, Benavides has stepped up a little bit against Caleb Plant. Even though he won, he showed some flaws, and I think there's just enough flaws to where Canelo says, okay, I'm seeing things here I can exploit, and maybe, you know, maybe he gets more confident. So I think um, the, the attitude will be different. Right now he's focused on Ryder, but I think the attitude will be different going forward. I just have a feeling we'll, we'll see this fight. It's funny you say you guys uh, agree because I concur as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, he did the same thing. He waited for Gennady Golovkin to fight against Daniel Jacobs, show a few flaws, and then he took on Gennady Golovkin. But moreover, this fight uh, is actually starting what Canelo has said the last stretch of his career. He's actually mentioned that he only wants a couple more years in boxing. He really has nothing else to prove. Uh, he thinks his legacy is already cemented. Uh, a win or a lose, this fight will affect Canelo's legacy in boxing? A win, a loss against John Ryder? A win or lose, you tell me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, he, he, a loss here and pretty much his, his, his career is pretty much over. None? As, 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 as wild as that seems. Because, you know, again, we, we spoke so much about last year not being a good year, losing to Bivol, having the, the trilogy ender with, with Gennady Golovkin that kind of walked that beautiful trilogy out and like, a, like, a, like a sheep. With a broken hand. Yeah, basically. And then also getting a broken hand and coming back and losing against a guy like John Ryder. I, so just to make it clear, this is a must-win fight for him. Absolutely. I mean, this is going to set up the, the, the next couple big fights, which whether it's Benavides, Benavides in September or it's Bivol or if those fights are down the line, I still think there's a bunch of big fights left in the career of Canelo Alvarez, but we can't talk about any of those if you can't get past John Ryder. Since I have you here right now against the ropes, Give me your your uh, prediction for this. Canelo wins the fight. I think that he he's between it being where he's at, depending uh, you know in terms of his career being where the fight is being fought mm -hmm. in in his backyard, and also what he has in front of him. John Ryder's a very capable guy. We've been speaking his high praises this whole time, but I think he makes it a very ugly fight. I don't think this is going to be the that, that fight everyone's going to be like, oh man, Canelo's back. That was fantastic. I think we're really going to leave us kind of like. Oof, Oof, that, that was, was that was that was rough because John Ryder's a rough guy, and I think I think for him to be successful at all in this fight, he's got to make it a rough fight. And uh, I just, I think he's good enough to do that, savvy enough. But I, I still got Canelo coming out with a decision win. What about you, Polly? You think what what would what does this well, fight well, add to I'm, Canelo's legacy? I'm interesting. I'm interested here to see you know where Ryder's head is going to be at with the pressure situation of the Canelo crowd and all this other stuff. Because as Chris said, you know he's rough. You know Ryder's rough, but Ryder's rough. But he's also crafty. He knows how to be crafty in that roughhouse with those roughhouse tactics. Um, I think that to do that in that atmosphere, you have to have some certain amount of confidence and you have to be cool under the pressure, you know, because otherwise you're not going to be as confident to go. Because in order to enter that that danger zone and be, get rough and do all that, you got to have the confidence to to go and actually go for it in the moment within the scope of the pressure situation of the crowd and everything else. Now, if he can overcome that, if I start, if the bell rings and this guy's frozen, like just posing there, then I don't, I don't, I don't like it, you know. But he's got to get in there. If he can get in there, I, I think he makes a, a good fight of it. But I, I, I see Canelo can go. Canelo is going to get a decision anyway. I mean, even if Ryder wins, what are you going to, what are you going to give the Ryder a decision? No shot. But I think Canelo wins the fight. That's a good point, Paulie, because because when he fought Danny Jacobs, he made it that kind of fight because he was confident. He was in his mm -hmm. backyard, mm -hmm. and he still barely beat Danny. So, mm -hmm. so you know, and a lot of people argue that he did. Mm -hmm. So, the, you know, you got that. So, yeah, that's a great point. Being able to do that in your hometown or in, in, in your home country, on your home turf, rather than Canelo's home turf is a, is a big difference. You got to well, go engage. Yes. I think we're looking for a fight that uh, has to be very smart for Canelo because, like I said, this is going to set the pace for the last stretch in his career, said by himself. Um, this is all we have for this big fight preview. Let's not forget we have a lot more information here on Probox TV. Probox TV, your boxing channel.